Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut, Monday, January 10th edition of the program. Honored to have you with me, as always. And we have a stacked news day. The CDC says that they may have overcounted hospitalizations uh, based upon the data deep dives they still need to do. New York has broken its COVID record of 90,000 plus cases. We've had recently over a million nationwide cases, all time record. Plus, New York City non-citizen residents can now vote in local elections. You got a trans swimmer versus a trans swimmer. That's particularly interesting. And AOC has COVID after her Florida trip. I was down there, too. And everyone's now saying maybe it's because COVID's obsessed with her because COVID thinks she's so beautiful or whatever. So we'll talk about all of this in just a moment. We have a stacked show. But let me just put this thought out there for you. The narrative is, is in free fall. It is in free fall right now, and they are scrambling for a way to make this all somehow hold together, and they can't. So now it's just a question of where we go. But the opening is there, friends, the opening to change finally the trajectory during this pandemic away from lockdown lunacy toward freedom and sanity. There is an opening right now. Are we going to take it? But first, if you're looking for a New Year's resolution that's easy to keep, I have just the one. Resolve to help protect your personal identity and info with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. You can miss certain ID threats by just monitoring your credit. LifeLock sees more, like notifying you if it finds your info for sale on the dark web. And if you become a victim of ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist knows the steps to take to help resolve your case. After all, more than 75% of identity theft victims who had accounts opened in their name did not find out from their bank or credit card company. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com slash buck. That's LifeLock.com slash buck. LifeLock.com slash buck. To save 25% off. I have this service. It's great. I do get notifications. I am concerned about identity theft. I have had things happen to me in the past where people have tried to steal my identity, use credit cards in my name, etc. So please get yourself LifeLock with this great deal. LifeLock.com slash buck 25% off. All right. This is a fascinating time. Uh, They cannot avoid the truth anymore on some aspects of the COVID narrative, the Fauciism is collapsing all around you. First of all, doesn't let, let's just start with the big thoughts, the important things that we know now does not stop the spread. Now, I know you're probably thinking he's referring to vaccines and I am, but none of this, none of what they've made us do stops the spread. Not the dumbass plexiglass dividers in restaurants, not the mask between bites on the plane, not the double mask, not the N95 mask, none of it. None of it stops the spread in a statistically significant or even provable fashion. Does it theoretically limit droplets in the air? Yeah, sure. But does it actually work as a mass policy, as a mandate? No, it does not. They can't avoid this anymore. We had this whole program. They had vaccine mandates. The federal government is trying to force everybody. If you live in Texas, the Dakotas, Florida, Nebraska, Wyoming, any red state out there, they want to force you to get vaccinated. 
You got to remember this, folks. If you think this doesn't affect you, you're not watching the news. It does. Now, I understand the Supreme Court's taking this up, but the implementation of this is supposed to happen today, I believe, the beginnings of implementation for the federal vaccine mandate. So time is not on our side here. It's just not. And as you look at this circumstance, you look at the situation, how many times can they be enormously wrong before we all say these people are idiots? They, they don't actually know what they're doing. I mean, you listen to, to Rochelle Walensky. She just came out and said that over 75 percent of covid deaths occurred in people with at least four comorbidities. OK, covid is lethal to the old and sick. COVID is an annoyance, like the cold or the flu, to basically everybody else. We have effectively known this from almost the beginning. I mean, certainly from about April or May of 2020. Now we're going on two years of knowing this, and yet they set the policies in a way that is just real lockdowns have never been tried. Real vaccine mandates have never been tried. They fail and fail and fail, and they want to do more. Of what has failed. I mean, think of the lives that could have been saved if the public health experts had made sure we got 99.9% of those truly at risk vaccinated instead of firing 30 year old nurses with natural immunity for refusing the vaccine and forcing the shots on five year olds. Every time they tell me, oh, the people in the hospital are unvaccinated, the people dying are unvaccinated, I say, okay, what percentage of them are over 65? And it's a huge supermajority of them. What percentage of them are over 55? Almost all of them. So why didn't we make sure that those who were at risk knew get the shot? My parents' shots boosted. I've told you this from the very beginning. If you're at risk, this is worth it for you. Doesn't mean you should mandate it because of the personal freedom and autonomy and government overreach concerns, but it does mean we should have this conversation. And, you know, if you're 75... And, you know, have emphysema like you should get the shot. You know, if you're 75, period, you should get the shot. Should not must should. But think about if the government messaging had just been rational, if they hadn't essentially tried to undermine and destroy the great Barrington Declaration, which came out, what, 18 months ago, which said focus protection, focus protection was always a better smarter play, which is why there were brilliant epidemiologists and scientists who pushed for it. But now they've scrubbed this from the Internet, basically. I mean, the Great Barrington Declaration, people are like, wait, what is that? Some of us know. Some of us were pushing it at the time. If this does not stop spread and it doesn't, they can say, oh, it's because of Omicron. OK, well, whatever. You can't tell what the next variant's going to be. So stop pretending, libs, like if we just listen to you and get the shot. It all goes away. That's not true. They were wrong. It does not stop the spread. They were wrong. They lied or they, they assumed. You know, what do you call when someone assumes they have knowledge that they don't? If I tell you I'm 100% sure the stock market's going to be up 10% this quarter, I'm 100% sure. And then it turns out that I'm wrong. Is that a lie? I, I think it is. Because there's no way I could be sure. I'm pretending to have certainty that I don't. And this is what they've done all along. This is at every stage. Oh, we have the answer. We have the answer. Well, 
They clearly didn't. And now they're in free fall over this. And they're trying some of the same things. I mean, here's this guy. He's one of these blue check uh, docs you see a lot. Dr. Ashish Jha saying that the hospitals are at the brink now because of the unvaccinated. We have two things happening at once. I mean, we have cases among vaccinated people that are not leading to serious illness, that are not leading to hospitalizations and deaths, thank goodness, particularly among those who are boosted. And so we see this massive surge of infections among the vaccinated. It's not causing strains on our healthcare system. Among unvaccinated people and among unboosted high risk people, it is putting a big strain. And given how much infection there is, uh, our hospitals really are at the brink right now. So um, cases still matter, but particularly because we have so many vulnerable Americans who have not gotten vaccinated and boosted. Okay, I'm calling bullcrap here on multiple levels. First of all, think of what the thing you don't have to be a doctor. You just think this through. Right. Don't do all oh, an epidemiologist. Oh, no, just think this through. He is trying to tell you that Omicron, which I've seen now is 10 to 100 times less lethal than previous versions of COVID, that Omicron is going to overwhelm the, and that also directly hospitalization and and mortality are obviously very closely correlated, that it's going to overwhelm the hospitals. Hospitals have never been overwhelmed during the entire pandemic in this country. They keep warning about it. It has never happened. Okay. So what they're telling you is that a less lethal version of COVID while you have all this mass vaccination and natural immunity building up out there, too, which they always ignore, that less lethal version of COVID is going to overwhelm hospitals when in January of 2020, we had basically no vaccination in this country. I mean, I forget exactly when they rolled that out. It was right around now for uh, some people. But you had very, very low levels, effectively zero vaccination in the general community. And the hospitals weren't overwhelmed then with a much more dangerous virus. This is just trying to twist the arms at this late stage of the unvaccinated based upon. Bull- it's just saying bullcrap here. Right. It is dangerous to you if you are at risk to get covid if you are unvaccinated and don't have natural immunity, by the way. That's a really important point here, too. When we're saying the unvaccinated, we should really say the not immune, the not immune. This is essential. Do you have immunity? If you are 70 and already had COVID, do I think you should get the shot? I probably would, but I don't think you're being reckless or or being foolish or anything like that. If you if you don't get it, natural immunity has proven to be more durable at every study. They say, oh, you can't say that. You don't know. Notice they get to claim certainty. We don't even get to claim when the data is on our side temporarily. Right. They can say, oh, we get a win locked in. This is the consensus. We don't get to say, hold on a second. The most recent information supports the following conclusion. They say, oh, you can't know that forever. These are the games they play. These people, look, the left is not interested in in intellectual consistency or decency or even accuracy. They just want power. So this is what we're going through right now. And there are all these people who thought they were so smart who are watching the collapse of this whole thing. Oh, on the hospitalization point, I wanted to make this I wanted to make this uh, a part of the discussion as well. The CDC has to essentially admit they're going to look into hospitalized with or from COVID. Walensky said that recently with or from COVID. What's the difference? Uh, Dead with or from COVID. 800,000 plus deaths. Walensky's asked about this. Uh, Okay, well, how many of them died from COVID versus with COVID? It's a huge distinction. 
right? If someone's in the hospital for a heart attack and they have asymptomatic COVID, that's not a COVID death, right? Is it counted as one? Oh, look into that hospital data. You'll see some interesting stuff. We know because Fauci came out and said it, that there is an excess of children supposedly in the hospital for the virus based on the data that actually are kids who are there for uh, have nothing to do with COVID. I mean, you're in for a broken arm. They test you for COVID. You're a COVID case for children. Fauci's already said that a big percentage, more than half, I believe, was the most recent data. That is very meaningful. So the CDC is wrong on vaccine stopping the spread, too cowardly to speak the truth on masks, too cowardly to admit that six feet and plexiglass dividers and sanitizing your hands are an abject waste of time. And they can't even count properly. What the heck does the CDC do? I wrote about this at BuckSexton.com today. It's an abomination. The CDC has been the biggest failure as a three-letter agency of the government or any agency of the government in recent memory, maybe in, in all memory. What a preposterous failure this thing is. And just full of cowards, so much cowardice. Oh, they've done such a good do- job in the fight against COVID. They've done a horrible job shutting down schools. Oh, by the way, Chicago is in its, what, fourth day now of school shutdown? Oh, because the teachers are all so scared. The vaccinated teachers are so scared of COVID. They say, oh, but but we can still get it. Notice, they'll admit that they can still get it when it serves their purpose. And then when you say, well, hold on, but you tell us that it's not that lethal. And with the vaccine, you're basically fine. Right? With the vaccine, Walensky of the CDC says, you know, there's, we're talking about hundreds of people dying who are vaccinated, which I honestly find that hard to believe based on the UK data. But anyway, if you're vaccinated, the chance of you dying from COVID in this country, according to the CDC, is tiny. Not a concern. No more a concern than you dying in a car accident tomorrow on your way to get some coffee. Okay, not something that should affect your life at all. So assuming that's true, and there's an assumption there that I'm not entirely willing to make, but that is what they tell us. That is the data. Assuming that that is true. Why are the teachers so scared? What do they have to be so afraid of? Huh. They aren't scared. They just want to have a taxpayer funded vacation And they want to act like they're virtuous when they're being lazy and really being horrible because children are suffering from this. Families with kids, particularly families that need the school to provide not just structure and effectively a form of daycare, but also nutrition to provide food, to provide, you know, intellectual stimulation, to provide uh, community and comfort to these children. Yeah, keep keep them at home for days and days on end, you know. This is uh, it's awful. It's awful. What they're doing. I, I know the teachers. Oh, well, what about Christmas break? We're just extending. I, I know how they try to justify this stuff. Oh, you know, what's been amazing, too, is to see how they try to shift the narrative now to, oh, it's all about not. Oh, the mandates are about making people protected. That's not how they sold the mandates. Not letting them get away with this. The mandates were about protecting the community from you. Was it about protecting you? We have to force that shot into your arm because otherwise you're a reckless risk to other people, which I reject the whole framework here. But that was their argument. Now that that's obviously bullcrap, you know, they they turn around and say, oh, no, we just want to protect you. Notice they're just such slimy. Oleaginous liars. It's just they just it just keeps moving or the argument just keeps moving and shifting. And you can never pin them down. Well, what is it then? 
Is it what you're saying today or is it what you're saying last month? The science has changed. Oh, so the science is settled with them until it changes to suit their political purposes. Like, oh, I don't know, the CDC saying a five-day quarantine is enough. It was 10 days. Why did it become five days? We don't want too many people out too long from work because that'll look bad for Biden's economy. That's the real answer. That's the reality. And this is why everyone needs to understand exactly what we are seeing right now and understand that this is um, this is awful. We need to understand what the real risks are out there. Here's a doctor who's talking about this this issue and the management of anxiety at this point. Everyone on the le- the libs need to calm down. Stop being crazy. Stop double masking and being so worried about going in public and I can't go to my job. Oh my gosh. Calm down, libs. If you're at risk, get the shot. If you're not, live your life. If you get the shot, live your life. That's it. And end of speech, my friends, right? End of story. Here's this Dr. Lucy McBride. Those of us in the medical profession, particularly those of us who are patient-facing, who help people every day understand their unique vulnerabilities for disease, whether it's from COVID or cancer, we have an obligation to help people frame risk, to deliver fact-based, nuanced information. Fear does harm. It only makes people afraid. It doesn't affect people's decisions. So when I'm on Twitter or right now with you, I'm trying to help people understand that, look, your risk for COVID is as different as someone else's. And revving the emotional engines of people's anxiety only does harm. Exactly. But you know what? The people that have been making all these decisions, the apparatus, has been leveraging that, has made people as fearful as possible. They made people as fearful as possible and blamed Trump and used that fear, weaponized it against a president who had, you know, what what was he going to do? The virus came in here. He listened to the so-called experts. He didn't know. Now you should know these experts are morons and they're political hacks. But in April of 2020, in March of 2020, I mean, it was the best we had, right? You go to war with the army you had, to quote Rumsfeld. Although he actually said much more than that, and they took that quote out of context. He said, we're doing this and that, and we're, we're trying to upgrade, and we're working on this. And then he said, and, you know, you go to war with the army you have. They used that as a smear against it. But anyway, it is true. It's a truism. You go to war with the army you have. You know, you fight the virus with the health apparatus that you have in place. And what we've seen is just complete and utter failure. I mean, we've seen just atrocious response from them. Um, I, I don't have the time today to go into as much as I wanted to because I got so fired up about COVID. So I'll tell you this. Tomorrow we'll speak more about a couple of things that I mentioned at the top of the show. Let me let me give you a little teaser, if you will. For one thing, um, letting illegals vote in New York City is just a harbinger of things to come. They want mass legalization and they want they want voting rights. One hundred percent. They're going to want voting rights for every illegal in the country. All they say, they say 12 million. Try 20, maybe 25. Some of you are going to yell at me and say it's 40. That may be a little high, but it's at least 20. The numbers are off. And that's not just my theory. Every Border Patrol member, career Border Patrol agent I've ever spoken to is like, there is no way, Buck, that we have had this outflow they talk about and that net migration was zero for all these years. Bullcrap. He's like, the numbers are at least 15 to 20 million. And they say it's 12. But they want voting rights for them. And it just undermines our whole system. Why not? 30 days was, was the uh, initial push in New York 
You've been in New York City for 30 days. You get to vote for the mayor. You're not even allowed to be in the country. Yeah, that's what they want. This is how much they respect our institutions and our rule of law. I'm also going to tell you, um, Eric, New York City, uh, we're screwed, folks. Eric Adams, he's he's not going to get it done. He's talking about the threat of white supremacy against his person. So he needs to hire his not particularly qualified brother to run his security as a deputy commissioner for the NYPD. Give me a break. This guy's bad news. He's also keeping the vaccine mandates, wants vaccine mandates for kids. Bad news. New York's in for a rough ride, friends. It's going to be bad. And uh, on the transgender swimmer thing, I'll just say this. Ask every lib you know what they think about this. Because I've found that this is finally, this is finally the time, this is finally an issue where you go, really? When you ask them about it, when you say, so you think that this guy, because I know you get banned for this on Twitter, he's a man, okay? He has male genitalia, he has XY chromosomes. You think that a man, change your name, fine. Leah Thomas, name is Leah Thomas. I, my name is technically James, right? But everyone calls me Box, my middle name. You change your name, I get it. But you want to tell me that biology doesn't matter here, you're lying. And we all know it. Ask your lib friend. Do you think this this it's a by the way, the news is all we're all calling this person. She it's not a she. I don't know why we decided that this was just going to be conceded. It's a he. It's not a she. And I don't say this to be mean. I say this because it's a reflection of reality. Should you be kind and treat this person well, whether it's a he or a she? Of course. Should you mock or, or undermine this person? You know, if you ever were to meet this this individual? No, of course not. But is it a she? No, it's a he. Am I 40 or am I 20? I'm 40. If I tell you to say that I'm 20, that's weird. It's not true. Right? Doesn't mean you can come off me and say, wow, Buck, you look old. Need to spend more time in the gym. That would be mean. Although it would be true. So ask your lib friend, what do you think about the transgender swimmer? It's fascinating because they go, they will just change the subject as fast as possible. And if they try to do the, oh, it's a woman thing, just look at them and say, Really? Just, just keep pushing. Go, really, huh? It's a woman? That's a woman, it's a woman you know, beating all these other women in their, in their races. It's a woman? And now there's another transgender individual swimming. I, I can't even keep up with this, but they're destroying women's sports. That's what's actually going on. Covered a lot today. We'll have a lot to cover tomorrow. Make sure you go to BuckSexon.com. Check out the uh, editorial there on how the CDC is an abomination that can't even count. Just facts here, folks. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.